0: Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to Love Yourself Fiercely. This week, we have the incredible Sarah Joanne Pickering, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear her story. We got connected in the incredible journey that we are on in our own growth and our own expansion, and so I can't wait for her to share her journey and what's going on with her and where she's headed in the future. So hi, Sarah. Thanks so much for being here. Hello
1: beautiful. Thank you so much for having me. I'm
0: so excited. This is going to be a blast. Why don't you start by just introducing yourself and telling us who you are and what you do and then we'll hop into sharing your self-love journey.
1: Yeah, sure. Thank you so much. So <laughs> where do we begin? I believe that um, I'll start with I guess how I how I used to feel and I guess I was back in the day before I even knew what coaching was. I was very, everybody on the outside thought I was very confident, very brave because I was actually traveling the world independently. And also there was nothing really that fazed me. Like I would take risks, you know, I would, I had over like 50 different jobs before I got into coaching. Like, but behind the scenes of all of that, was me feeling very unfulfilled and wondering what the hell is my purpose like I'm sick and tired of trying to find fulfillment in a career I was also deeply depressed and that was kept secret as well because Mm -hmm. I didn't want to burden anybody and I didn't want to scare anybody off or be rejected either because I was also a love addict so they went hand in hand right because I was jumping from relationship to relationship and if I wasn't in one I was deeply depressed and I would you know do anything to gain external validation from men and attention. Um, I was also I was drinking from a very young age like early teenagers consistently um, to the point of blacking out. There wasn't ever really times that I didn't black out when I was drinking Mm -hmm. and I was drinking a lot, you know. So yes, I was traveling around the world and I, you know, on the outside I had all these amazing friends and, you know, I looked brave and courageous but really I was just running away and I I was running away from myself but I realized anywhere I went I took me with me. (laughs) And it was a real slap in the face when I'd been running that pattern for, I think it had been about five to 6 years and was just so so down in the dumps like it got to the point where i was living in sydney when i was in australia and i was going to work again to another unfulfilling job thinking i don't know what i want to do i don't know who i am what is it going to take and just standing in front of the train station and just wishing that i didn't have to be here anymore you know mm. i never would have done it because i because of my family I do have a really beautiful, amazing family. Um, But for me myself, I felt really deeply depressed and just thought I do not understand the point of life. Like if this is my life, I don't get it and I don't want to do it anymore, you know? So that's where I began. Mm. But ultimately, as all these journeys have a turnaround, (laughs) (laughs) is that I went to it. I ended up finding an event that was about finding your your purpose and profiting from your purpose and I thought oh my god this is exactly what I needed it and I just found it online it was literally within an hour around the corner from where I was living I was like I have to go now so I bought my ticket got ready went and it turned out to be nothing we ended up doing nothing about our purpose or profiting from our purpose it ended up being a coach with just three women and we bawled our eyes out And I've never experienced anything like that before. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know coaching was a thing, right? I'd heard of Tony Robbins by this point, and that was it. Like, listening to his audios really did start to shift my mindset. But I didn't realize there was normal, let's say, people that did coaching. (laughs) And so I was always known as well as, like, I think I was, I was definitely very feminine in my needy ways as a love addict, but I was probably like the masculine role in my family. And they always kind of took the piss and said that I couldn't, I couldn't cry. I was the only, like, I'm the only woman who couldn't cry, you know, but I did used to cry. I just never used to let them see it because I always had to be the strong one, right? Um... So for me to actually cry in front and be really vulnerable in front of a you know a stranger and a group of women was so out of my comfort zone, but so unfamiliar that I just had to explore it further. So I started working with her. Um, however, I love I loved it so much, and it did start to change my life. And I was thinking, oh, my God, this is what I want to do. I want to be able to do this for women. You know, if this can change me, then who, how can I do it, you know? And also okay. seeing that she could, you know, work her own hours and do whatever she wanted and have this freedom life, right? So I asked her, I said, I really want to do what you want to do. Like, how can I do it? Now, her response was, there's, you, there's no way you can do it. No one does what I do. No one can do what Ooh. I do. So bear in mind, I'm this young girl that's like vulnerable, but also I've got the one-way tunnel vision, thinking that you know that this that she's a rare that she is a rare breed, and you know maybe there isn't people that could do it. And I just thought, right, okay, well that puts my dreams on hold. You know, I'll go back to the unfulfilling job, right? Yeah. But then I ended up finding a, a company popped up as an ad on Facebook, so. You know, we, we curse Facebook listening to everything that we do. But <laughs> in my case, I was like, amazing. <laughs> right. Because it came up with a coaching event and I went to it. And then that's what introduced me to a whole group of people that also were coaches or wanted to be coaches too. And I was like, I'm home. This is what I'm meant to do. And then that's yeah. what started my journey. So about, yeah, three years ago. That's
0: amazing. I, uh, thank you for sharing because I just like sit here and nod. Like I get that. (laughs) I get that being (laughs) like, I only knew who Tony Robbins was and, Mm -hmm. um, and I knew who Rachel Hollis was up and coming when I found the industry too. So it was like, I could do that. Maybe, maybe Mm -hmm. I could do that. And then, but it just feels so far removed from real life and real people. Um, And I I really loved that you said you just felt so unfulfilled. I I don't love that you felt unfulfilled, but I think it's such an important piece for the listeners who are walking through their daily life being like, I should be happy. I should be okay. But I just don't feel Um, that I'm wearing meant to be and so I think it's such an important piece to to shine light on that fulfillment in what we do is really truly the key to unlocking our deepest desires when we don't even feel fulfilled in our day-to-day roles and you know I am a mother of two. And so behind the scenes, there's a lot of masculine energy that is given away on any given day because of necessity. If I Mm -hmm. didn't have fulfillment in my work or in my pleasure, really, I wouldn't even think I don't even think I would know what I desired. I think Mm -hmm. I would feel like you felt standing at the train tracks like I should be okay. I'm doing all the things from the outside looking in. It's great. But On the inside, we're just women in particular, we live so heavily in our masculine that we don't even understand ourselves in our feminine.
1: No. And that I I think
0: that's yeah. yeah. I didn't
1: know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted. And it was like I use the analogy now because obviously I do the manifesting side of things and obviously the self-love especially with manifesting sometimes it's like what I felt the majority of the population do is it's like flying a plane with no destination right Mm. so you're just flying around and eventually you will crash and I think what most people do is they crash and then they fly the plane aimlessly again like they're numb you know and then they crash and there's no like where's the joy where is the fulfillment and we have to get to know ourselves to be able to find the destination you know to discover the destination without that and that's what I never had right so I was continuously I was drinking distracting and destructing. that was my pattern and because I didn't have another way I didn't see the light I didn't see the the opportunities I didn't know what getting to know myself could really transform I didn't know that was a thing you know
0: yeah and i think it's such a common thing um it's not normal it's mm-hmm. not something that is in our societal norms no. to <laughs> look inward for the answers it yeah. you know with my clients and often on this podcast and often in you know my world we talk about it's No one's at fault, right? We just don't know what we don't know. And from the time we're little tiny humans, we have to ask permission to use the bathroom. We have to ask permission to eat. We have to ask permission for every little thing that by the time the world's looking at us like, Hey, you should, you should know how to deal with this shit. We're like, we've never been allowed to make a decision from our internal guidance ever in our life. And now we just don't know anything about I who we are and what love. we want. Mm, I love that. And that's why predominantly
1: we probably teach self-love, right? Because under the umbrella of self-love is self-trust. And most yeah. women, I believe, really get, you know, really, what's the word? Uh, paralyzed by making decisions, right? Yeah. And you wonder why. Well, exactly what you just said. And I do believe like, I mean, really, we don't know what we don't know and the hierarchy probably don't want us to know because if we all knew that we could be truly fulfilled, do you think right. anybody would be living the menial nine-to-five jobs that nobody wants to do, you know? Nobody would right. be working at a checkout or, you know, nobody be doing the jobs that they don't truly want to do and they need people doing those sort of things, yeah. right? So, of course, we're not necessarily taught because keep everybody in order. And I'm like... Nah. <laughs> yeah, not in my world. It's so nah. true.
0: You know, Any we talk about world, let's go. We're going exactly. To the <laughs> it, you're absolutely right. If that, if if we were to dismantle the hierarchy, even just the knowledge of the hierarchy, which is really interesting because I teach a lot of this in my business now, and the women who are in my world now, the understanding that it's so ingrained in all of our systems, the suppression of women, the suppression of, um, intuition, the suppression of our sexuality, the suppression Mm -hmm. of who we are, our inner power is truly just ingrained in every system that we carry in the world. The, you know, the employment system, the education system, the just the expectation in all the different roles that women carry in their life. It's like, if we knew that truly we didn't have to deal with any of that shit, because it's not really serving us, we would dismantle, it would just come crumbling down. And we would see a shift in um, in the the entire operation in which the world runs.
1: Yeah, 100%. It's almost like, do these step-by-step process you know go to college go to university go get a job get a house get married have kids and if you want to do all of that amazing but if you don't we haven't been shown that there is anything else you Mm -hmm. know or if you do do the other side of things then your class does like a different it's almost like your class is a different kind of human you're in a different box completely but it's just that it's like when you go traveling and you're like oh you know, I'm. You know, I'm not just a unicorn. Like I'm not the. I call not the black sheep. I call it the colourful sheep, right? With the colourful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and we're not that. It's just that we hadn't found our people. You know. Um, and then you come traveling or you do anything that you're in alignment with you do coaching and you find like your soul family you you find people that are mm-hmm. you know like you and you're like okay you know i spent all this time in misery thinking that I was on my own and you're like no there's a world out there but we we aren't shown that there's other opportunities and possibilities yeah. you know but it's Absolutely. bearing in mind as well we go to school and bless teachers and their hearts as well but they're not living potentially, you know, what they're teaching sometimes, right? So you you go to school and you've got a business teacher that's obviously in a school that's not doing business. Right. You know, like, so it's we're taught by people that aren't necessarily maybe potentially doing what they
0: are, what they would like to do as well, maybe. Right, absolutely. And also, you know, I think... I, I always see it from like a younger perspective because my kids are young. Yeah. And so I see it so differently now in my in who I am now than when I walk through the system myself. And I choose to believe that teachers are incredible and mm. they enter that profession with the best of intentions right let me mold little tiny humans to see their potential and unlock the potentiality inside of them the problem is within the system right it's within the suppression of the human within Mm -hmm. the box of the system and you're right as we get older in the system into the high school and and college and university side of things Often these teachers are just there because they're like, yeah, I don't want to work that menial job anymore. I want to be a teacher where I get paid well and work less and right. It's like they see their shift in, in their own journey with their expertise, just not quite all the way to entrepreneurship.
1: Yeah. I love that. And I coach quite a few teachers as well, and they do have the most beautiful hearts and they do, Mm -hmm. they want to, they want to shape children's lives. You know, they want to make a difference. The thing is they, you know, sometimes they don't like the system. They don't like what they have to do. And they yeah. want to teach more about the mindset. They want to teach more about self-love, but it's not necessarily designed or set up that way that they can. I think we make, we're starting to make waves. We're starting to make breakthroughs. I'm um, slowly but surely, but it's going to take something very Cause we're living in the old ages with like how schools run, right? It's yeah. school's the only thing that hasn't been revamped, you know?
0: So true. It's oh. so true. And here in Canada, we, ha- our teachers get a little more flexibility and so you'll see it in, in certain teachers, you'll see a lot of um, out of the box thinking in terms of strategy for these kids to self-regulate in terms of, um, you know, opportunity to self-express and, and, As a woman who's walked this walk, man, it's such a beautiful thing to see that my daughter is seeing it from both sides, right? She's Mm -hmm. getting it at home and she's getting it at school, where women in power, in their power, are teaching her that it's that self expression is everything. It's a really cool experience, moves me to tears on the regular. (laughs) If you all the people who are listening are like, Kelly cries too much, but um, (laughs) but it just You know, my little girl's at that age where she just turned 10. And I I think every woman can remember that age where Mm -hmm. you start to kind of see people as people, not just as... you don't just accept everybody anymore. You're like understanding, starting to yeah. learn your own likes and dislikes, her body's changing. She's starting to, you know, and, and I'm just so grateful that I did this journey with her alongside me. Cause I get to teach her a different way, right? We use manifestation. Yeah. We use law of attraction. She uses her human design. Uh, it's, it's really beautiful to, to see her stand in her own power and then to go to school so i really search of the world to the system mm-hmm. and have that support in in her the schooling system too for her to self-express is go- it, it's incredible and so yeah. I love that you say it's the only system that hasn't changed and that is so true but I just have hope that women like us when women like us teach other women to stand in their power little yeah. by little it will it will make its way through right and we'll, we'll shift the trajectory and it's magical
1: yeah I love that and her she'll go to school and her energy will be protected as well right mm. like so it's you know eventually it will it will filter through it's got to because we're teaching and this we've got to remember as well like any of this wasn't being taught maybe 20
0: no. 30
1: years ago or whatever or when we went to school yeah. like i don't know anybody who maybe parent was a coach right so it's no it's gonna change things it's got to
0: right absolutely or even the words manifestation even law of attraction <laughs> i had never heard them ever no. um and they changed my life. And yes. so to, to have that start to shift in our systems is, is remarkable, both as mothers raising children and the, the knowing that you're ingraining that in the next generation. So they change the trajectory of, uh, of the way their life is going to go is just, it's incredible. Yeah, I want I us to shift over to your, the part of your story where you go from love addict to self love? Mm,
1: yeah. Good question. Okay. I love that. I'm, um, I just had enough. I was going from, obviously I realized that I kept having failed relationships and I had to look at what is the common denominator and it was me, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I was holding a mirror up to myself and thinking, fuck, oh, you know, and really, I really needed loving connection. Like that was, that is, I teach a lot about the six core human needs, um, of which Tony Robbins teaches. And I teach a lot yeah. of that and integrate it a lot with my clients too, because I believe that. From what I've learned and what I've studied along those lines is that if you aren't in balance and you aren't resourcefully meeting your six core human needs, that is when anxiety, depression, unfulfillment plays out. Whereas if you know what your core drivers are, you know what your core needs are and how you're meeting them and how you can resourcefully meet them. that's when joy, you know, excitement, fulfillment, all of that plays out. right? Um, so my top core driver is love and connection. So, right the only way that I knew how to meet that need was through having a man, you know, through having that external validation. But the thing was, I was in relationships and it didn't matter how much they loved me or whatever, you know, whatever played out, it was never enough. And the reason it was never enough was because I didn't love myself. I hated Mm. myself. So it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered if I had the best man in the world that showered me with everything. It wouldn't have been enough because I didn't feel it. For myself and so I really I still was in relationships when I got into coaching Um, but then shortly after it did end and I was on my own and because I'd already started the journey I knew I had to continue being on my own for a while which was completely unfamiliar completely new and I struggled. I really did struggle, you know, but I created it so that I was like, right, okay, so at the time, I was almost like doing happiness coaching, right? I was so new yeah. on the journey, I was like, I'm a happiness coach, <laughs> because I'm not happy, so I'll teach you how, how to be right. happy, you know, um, I knew how to make other people happy, but I, you know, I hadn't quite mastered how to make myself happy yet, you know, yeah, I'm um, so i decided to go on the single journey you know i decided to ride out the wave of being single and it's been the most profound journey i could have ever give, gifted myself you know because yeah. now i've been single i don't even know how long i've been single now quite a, you know quite maybe two years i think you know properly um and I've had to get to know myself. I've had to hold myself like hold the space for myself, support myself, not lean on a man. Like I've had to be able to resourcefully, you know, have work out my healed feminine and my healed masculine and really understand what my needs are and be able to give them to myself rather than needing that external validation. I'm and that's what I'm able to teach my clients as well like how you can go from being feeling needy or desperate, or you know, like you're never good enough and you're not worthy. I was so jealous and I was always comparing myself. And it wouldn't have mattered if I got into another relationship that would have been just as unhealthy, you know, because I would have just kept replicating what was going on inside me. Mm -hmm. And now I'm, you know, I'm so excited for the future of when I do eventually decide that I want to be in a relationship because I do manifest so easily. Like I manifest people with specific first and second names. So when my manifestations come through, they're fucking powerful. (laughs) That's incredible. I know. So it's like um I'm actually like I'm so happy with him being with myself like obviously there's times where you think oh it'd be so nice just to have a man in this moment I want a cuddle or you know you want sex or you want um somebody to share moments with sometimes but also it's so fucking freeing because I can do what I want when I want (laughs) yes I I don't have to answer to anyone you know I get to just be how I want to be. I get to do whatever I want to do. And not saying that you wouldn't be able to in a relationship, but it's just so different for me to be able to feel so free and feel genuinely fulfilled from within. So knowing that when I do have a relationship, I'm not going to be wholeheartedly attached because I know I'm okay on my own as well. So it's going to be yeah. a cherry on top. It's not going to be my whole life, you know, because that's a lot of pressure for them as
0: well, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing. That's beautiful. I'll give you a synopsis of my journey because it's Uh pretty much the same. Uh, I found myself a single mom when Mm. I was 25. Um, I was engaged to her father and then she was born and then he was gone. And Mm. I too had never, ever addressed my, um, how much I hated myself on the inside. I I had always seeked it outside of me and um, her dad is a wonderful man and he was going through his own stuff. And so I remember, I remember after I got off over the initial shock and after I got off, go, got over my anger for him walking out on us, I said, if I would, I would never ever settle for a man less than him because he was, he's a wonderful man. 10 years later, he's a wonderful man. He's a wonderful friend. Um, He's an incredible father. It just, he had his own shit and I was collateral damage, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And so I started my personal development journey then. And I too was like, I will not, I cannot do this anymore. And I was, I mean, the running joke was that I dated everybody, but never more than once. (laughs)
1: Right. I had like a million
0: first dates, but I was Uh single. I was single for six years and it was the most incredible six years of my life. I learned I took myself on dates. I learned all of the ins and outs of who I am and what I needed and what made me happy and what brought me joy and what made me feel sexy and what made me feel loved from within all of that from within. And then I got to a point around, I mean, it wasn't even that long when I was like, I'm so tired of the, the one night wonders, right? Like I was having a good time. I was living my best 31 year old life. No, I had my son at 31, 27 year old life. I don't know. And then I was like, I'm going to, I started to learn about manifestation and, and I had listened to a podcast or read a book or something that said, make a list of every quality you want in somebody, right? Like, what do you seek in a human being? And so I, one night I was like, I'm going to give this a try. And I wrote this list and I would look at it every once in a while. I would add to it. I would change it. I would, you know, and, um, and then I just surrendered it to the universe. And my now husband is exactly everything. On Amazing.
1: List. I love that. Congratulations. Thank that's you. Love, love, Thank love you. Love that. that's but that's so a little cool. bit
0: of a story for you to give you some hope there because the journey is a gift, man. It's such 100%. a beautiful gift. Yeah. And- a lot of the people who are, who are listening to this are like, yeah, but I've been married for 20 years. And that's incredible. You still need to gift self-love to yourself. We still need to gift the opportunities to know who we are outside of our marriages and outside of motherhood and outside of our labels. It's a, it's a freeing, it's a freeing, experience to know who we truly are and you nailed it you'll never be fully attached again you'll I guarantee you'll love with all of your heart but you will always know that you're okay which what happens there is you no longer need somebody Mm, want them exactly you get to choose right so I'm I see myself
1: as like I am this beautiful soul, spirit, you know, queen in my own element, you yeah. know, whenever I decide to manifest and call in, you know, he's going to be lucky and I'm good, you know, I'm going to be lucky because yeah. it's coming from that place of f- true freedom and choice, not attachment, neediness, you know, i expectation, right? So there's standards, but there's also, you know, you want to love somebody for who they really are. And Mm -hmm. the thing is, I have used the manifestation with past partners. I just didn't know myself then. So the first one I did, I manifested exactly what I wanted. But I grew. I changed, you know. Like, Mm -hmm. that was before I started the coaching. Because I actually started with the manifestation before the coaching. I found manifestation six years ago, yeah. And when I first found out about manifestation, I... Absorbed it so much. I fell in love with the manifesting side of things. And I was in debt at the time. And I first learned about it. And then I started a new job. And I was listening to a little bit, like 10, 15 minutes about manifesting every day. And I created my vision board. And um, within working in a company for um, less than four months, I'd created 43 grand. And I'd never had wow. that kind of money, you know. So that was huge it was so huge and then but the thing was because I didn't have the self-love side of things was I got back with a you know a partner and I still sabotage you know and I still spent all the money you know there was there was no self-love I couldn't contain anything that I could manifest anyway
0: yeah. so
1: I kind of stopped I then well then I manifested another partner and He was so different and so what I wanted and needed at the time and still, like you say, like a phenomenal man, like so grateful. Um, But I grew and I changed, you know? And then I manifested another person with the specific first and second name, right? That was on the list. Um, Just because I knew my power, right? I knew my power, I knew that I could create it. So I did, but then I realized uh okay so I've manifested it but I had I'd missed some things out or there were some things that I thought I wanted and I actually didn't you know right. so it was like amazing thank you universe for showing me this because I needed to be single again anyway you know and I was looking to potentially move abroad again so it wasn't divine timing and I think since then there's nothing there's nobody that I've wanted to manifest so I'm like um, I know that my at the moment my mission is my most important baby. It's my most yeah. important manifested that I'm bringing into the world. And then when I feel like I am open to moving forward with a relationship, like there's been some other sides of things that have played out as well. Um, so to share because I feel like it would be important, or also good for anybody listening that potentially has struggled with it too, but I've been tested positive for herpes, right? So Mm -hmm. that is something that's ended up playing out into my life that I was so upset about. I was so, so down about, you know, I felt really low. But the thing is now I'm like, it's been gifted to me for me to be able to help other women. I don't know how that's going to play out 100%. But I know that it will, you know, because I help a lot of people with shame or anything that they have got that they feel like they're hiding, that they feel like they've got guilt around or they feel like that they're not able to share with anybody else, you know. So there's a lot of women that are helping that area, too. And so I've reframed it as it's a gift, you know, and I'm either going to have to be with somebody that also has it or is able to see below the surface level shit, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I love that. I love that you are so anchored into knowing that it's all part of your journey. It's, it's beautiful. Um, okay. So I have one last question that I always, nobody gets away from the podcast without this question, but, um, what is a limiting belief that you find still, comes back into your life, even though you feel as though you've healed it, it's like one that just like every time you're in an ebb of business, not a flow, it like rears its ugly little head. And how do you overcome or persevere through that limiting belief now, as opposed to before?
1: Yeah, good question. Oh, I love that.
0: Um, I
1: think the one that usually comes through for me is, I don't know how I'm going to do that. I don't know how I'm going to do that so then it kind of put these blocks up right it's like I don't know how I'm going to do that and then the easiest way I reframe it is to say well how could I you know how could I let's think about if you were how could you move forward how could you create this thing how could you you know, manifest that that you want into. You know, if it's huge, because we have these big, scary, audacious, incredible dreams sometimes, yeah. right? And you're like, "There's no way my belief system." There's no way we're not there yet. You know, my ego, keep me safe, keep me safe, keep me safe. And yeah. I'm like, "No." Yeah, let's go. <laughs> we're going, on Like, come for the ride. Um, so I always reframe it and ask, "Well, how could I?" You know, and there's so many belief systems that I see with with people, you know, you will know in the industry, you know, people will say, I don't have the time, I don't have the money, I'm too young, I'm too old, I don't have the resources, I don't have the knowledge, the know-how, the skills, and it's all just BS, right? Mm-hmm. It's BS because we can obtain anything that I believe we truly want and we make a must. Um, so I love to ask myself empowering questions and flip them on the head. I'm um, almost like when women come to me and they say that they're, you know, they don't feel like they're good enough. I uh, would ask, well, you know, what if you were good enough? What would that look like? You know, yeah. I don't feel worthy. Well, what if you were worthy? What would that look like? What would that feel like? Because it's right. all from within, right? We get to choose. Um, so I feel like actually breaking is, I find that it's a really resourceful way to break through moving forward to ask ourselves consistent, empowering questions.
0: Absolutely. I love that. Sarah, thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful for you and I'm so honored that you shared your story with us today. Where can my audience find more of you? Because I know they will want to.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much. So you can find me on socials, usually Instagram or Facebook. They're both under Sarah Joanne Pickering. Sarah's with a H, Joanne is with a double N. And pickering is pickering.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I will link those in the show notes. Um, And if you had one last piece of advice for any woman listening, who's just starting her journey, what would you say? Mm,
1: I love that. That's such a cool question. There's so much I want to share with you, beautiful. I, <laughs> um, <laughs> I like to use my tag. That I always say "fly." Like you will, when you fly, you have everything that you desire. And "Fly" stands for first love yourself. You know,
0: mm-hmm. you get
1: to have it all. And I always, actually, one of the best, best, best pieces of advice that I usually use with myself and my clients is asking the question of what would my 80 year old self say what would she Oh, I
0: love that it's
1: one of my favorite things because she does not give a flying fuck she's hilarious you know sat in a rocking chair being like we had a fucking fun life we did it you know right she's not going to look back and be like you know worrying about those little squabbles or those little insecurities or the little you know, limiting beliefs. She's not bothered. She just says, "Crack on and crack a smile and go yeah. wild." You know? Yeah, <laughs> I love
0: that. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna use that and I'm gonna tag yeah. you in it and just because you're absolutely right. What would that the 80 year old version of us ever? She wouldn't give a she wouldn't give a shit oh, yeah, about any of sh- it. What love. would matter are the people that she loves. And the, yeah. a, and, and the moments that she never takes for granted and mm-hmm. what a beautiful way to create life every day.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. And another one that I feel like can help for the here and now is I usually will say like, love yourself. Like you'd love your daughter, you mm. know, because yeah. there's no way that you would tell her you know some of the shit we tell ourselves sometimes there's no way absolutely we interrupt that pattern and say love yourself like you'd love your daughter of course you're gonna nurture her of course you're gonna you know say come on beauty, i've got you yeah
0: yeah you know use that one a lot in this world
1: Uh yeah i
0: love that it's so true when we can look at it from you know so interesting that you just brought up our future self and our past self because Mm. we can set, we talk about the daughter, but the daughter is really just in place of the inner child. And so how can we nurture ourselves and how can we honor ourselves in the now by honoring the past and present parts of us? Wow. That was powerful powerful.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so
0: grateful that you came. And to all my listeners, as usual, I hope you love yourself fiercely and fully today and every day and we will see you on the next one.